0: Antonio, I'm so happy to have you on the BU Find Happy podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I've been look researching you and listening <laughs> to the show for the last week, so I'm pretty excited.
0: How fun. How fun. I've got a, a slew of exciting questions. And then um I also thought that maybe we could just kind of free flow with it and see where things go. But you're you're doing so many incredible things. Uh, <laughs> in the way of just really helping people succeed in life. I mean, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yes, yes, I sure appreciate it. I'm looking forward to free-flowing with a psychotherapist. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you, could, would you mind telling the audience just a little bit about what you do and what you've got going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm Antonio T. Smith Jr. I'm the crazy guy that's known for creating or attempting to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. My past is I grew up homeless from six to 18. I spent most of my childhood, about 75 percent of my childhood living in a dumpster. And I do my very best so people don't have to go through that again. So that's basically what I do really quickly.
0: What a cool thing. Like, uh, what inspired you to, to just decide that, you know, I think I need to make a world of millionaires? How yeah. about that? How did, how did yeah, that?
1: no because doubt. A lot yeah. of
0: people get competitive, you know, and don't want other, to see other people succeed. So, so what was it about you that said, no, the world's going to be better if I can have more millionaires running around?
1: It is exactly the way you say it. The world's going to be better because when I was in that, and I was six. I got homeless at six. And adults passed me up. They either made fun of me or just had an opinion about me. And I eventually got adopted at 14 and had to age out of CPS custody, but everybody forgot me. I never had any birthday parties. Um, I'm a millennial. I start the millennial generation. So I don't, all the stuff that the kids my age got to do, I never got to do. I don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z or none of that stuff, right? <laughs> no and, TikTok. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm just learning about you know all this stuff. But eventually, I ended up saying, you know what? I want to make sure no one else forgets. So the way I think of it, I think we all have a responsibility to share the light. I want to share the light by create, excuse me, by raising the collective consciousness of the world. I have a major problem with the fact that it's normal that 40,000 children die of starvation a day. So I figured. If I create 100,000 millionaires and there are 100,000 good people, then a lot of good people would do good things with good money, and then I could die having changed the world. That's where it comes oh, from.
0: Wow. That's powerful. And I love what you say is so interesting because I think what people don't realize that in giving, there is receiving. Um, and, and you know it's something that – it's a big oversight, I think. Um, often we get caught up in – our own stuff and what we've got going on. And I don't think we take the time to, to consider the idea that stopping to help others also fills up our bucket.
1: You know, that's, that's, you're, you're definitely a psychotherapist. That's for sure. (laughs) Totally (laughs) just came out. That's for sure. And, and, you know, and just standing that energy, as you know, for sure from your, your, your craft, we only continue to do what rewards us. And I think as a collective, we're so rewarded By competing against one another and tearing each other down that we don't even realize it. So we keep repeating it. And until we flip our reward system and decide to do something different, we're just going to keep on allowing us ourselves to do stupid things that hurt the whole world.
0: You know, I I hear you. I completely agree. I absolutely love Marin Morris. And there's a line in one of her songs that says, I don't need your crown. There's enough to go around. And it's That's just good. So yeah. true. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is um, good. Um, oh, so good. So so listen, you had a blog post recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the top eight reasons people aren't winning. Wow. I have so many thoughts on what separates the millionaires from <laughs> the didn't illionaires. Yeah. <laughs> so so can you share some of these eight reasons why people I aren't
1: sure can. Okay. I sure can, yeah. <laughs> it is gonna give me in trouble. <laughs>
0: You oh know. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is just one of those things in which you have to know that there's a huge difference between the way I think and the way the rest of the world think. You know, top 1% versus. For one, I accept full responsibility for everything. If I get into a car accident, I'm going to blame myself for not leaving early enough. To avoid that nanosecond that caused that car accident, I'm just absolutely good going to do that. Wow! Yeah, that's
0: that's a that's credit that's really strong and powerful because yeah. I definitely cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can accept responsibility, but sometimes I'm like that prickle. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: no, definitely, definitely. So that's that's one of the main reasons for sure that I do that. Wow, you did some good research doing that, and then also you know people not playing to win. I remember right about that. I never played to win. Now I play to win. And this is a fantastic example of playing to win. And you can look at the 2016 American election of Donald Trump. Now, keeping the politics separated from it, whether, you know, love, hate, red or blue or whatever, just look at the brilliance of what happened in playing to win before Donald Trump was the nominee, it was, you know what? I have a daughter. So we can't do that. Can't have him. And as soon as he was the stand-alone nominee, everyone laid down their beliefs or whatever it is that they were just saying and won. Oh, and interesting. that's powerful. Yeah. All these people were like, I can't do this. My faith mom. And then, you know what? Once they wanted to win, they laid that down and they won. That's one wow. of the things successful people do. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And accepting responsibility as well. I mean, I think, you know, in this day and age, those playing to win and accepting responsibility even kind of go hand in hand. I mean, I I see this a lot in youth sports and stuff. It's like, hey, you got to own your part. And everything that's going on and why you guys maybe didn't win or why the other team did better, you know?
1: Exactly. And I give out thirteen place ribbons, right? You probably won't do that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah, my son the other day, he said what we was doing he's playing basketball and he said, um, you know, they just weren't looking up. They weren't being aware of the ball and those refs weren't calling the fouls, and I said you guys were in slow motion, dude. It was like you just, <laughs> you know, like I could I could have played my video on slow-mo and it wouldn't have been any faster. And he was like, "No on. I said, you got to own your guys this part. You guys were not awake." <laughs>
1: so, no entitled children for you, huh, No, you no I mean? sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, Michaela. I'm not mad it, at you at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's our generation, right? So, we're the we're the beginning of the millennials, therefore yep. We're kind of falling under that that space where we get we get the fallout a lot. So we're going to make the children that swing the other direction and yep. are completely unintended. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 no. Yeah,
0: and then I that will you. be the new generation of problems that our generation caused. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what? They, absolutely. I've got two boys, eleven and eight, and I make sure that they pretty much raise themselves at this point but they suffer all their consequences. Now, I keep them away from the big ones, super starvation, but I will let them starve. I promise right. you, I will would, would let them starve. If they want to eat cupcakes and they got these little Nutella, they got into these Nutella bars, I don't even know what they are, but they look good. Fine, <laughs> get constipated there, right? You're gonna <laughs> suffer, right? I, I, I absolutely let them suffer their consequences because I'm constantly trying to make sure they know you plant a seed, you're going to get back the multiplication of that seed, period. Mm. And I tell them this all the time, and you cannot pray away your harvest, son. You can't do it. You don't get Uh. to plant something and then start praying, and it's not coming. No, 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 it's coming. Now, you can pray and feel better, but you still have to reap what you just planted.
0: Oh, I love that. And you know, what's funny is I have a note on here that you say people can have a good life if they decide to dominate and plant good seeds. That's right. And and my question as I was reading about this is, then do people plant bad seeds or do people not maintain the good seeds and pick the weeds?
1: Both. And so let's define what bad and good is because there is no bad. There is no good. What there is, is what doesn't serve you. So essentially... You plant a seed that doesn't serve whatever it is that, you know, Michaela Antonio is trying to do. And that's what we call bad. So that's facts on that one. The second part, which you asked was far super powerful, not maintaining it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you simply plant a seed, you automatically schedule the harvest. And most people don't realize this. It doesn't take faith to receive a harvest. It only takes faith to have enough courage to get the seed out your hands, cause right, seeds don't grow roots in hands, so you gotta let it go. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? And then it takes faith the second time not to walk away from the garden. And that's pretty much what you ask. Do we do it by not maintaining it? It's not that we have to maintain it because the ground is smarter than us. What we have to do is not get distracted or defeat it and walk away from the whole garden now we can't reap what we sow and it's really that simple if you plant a seed if you plant enough of those seeds you will get a multiplication of those harvests whether you like it or not whether you're religious or not atheist or not if you plant it it's coming back up just don't walk away from all the hard work you planted
0: and if you planted something that's not serving you then you maybe oh, need to consider thinning out the garden.
1: No doubt. And on the way you, th- you know what? Fantastic, Michaela. You're like a great
0: interviewer. Like,
1: <laughs> throwing me out <laughs> of all over the place. You <laughs> cannot unplant what you planted. So don't waste your energy going into the ground, picking it up. That's equivalent to correcting your spouse, right? That's, you can't, your spouse is only treating you the way you pour into them, right? There's no relationship issues. There's only character issues bubbling up in a relationship. So, essentially. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I know all about it, let me
0: tell
1: you. I know all about it. I had plenty of character issues I had to fix. But essentially, if you want to lessen the bad seeds you planted, don't focus on the bad seeds. Just go plant a lot of good seeds. So, when that bad stuff does come up, it's surrounded by good stuff, so you have a mediocre day. Now, I'm not telling you to have a bunch of mediocre days. But a mediocre day is a lot better than a poison day. And then once you get past a mediocre day, all them good seeds will bet you have a great day
0: right after it. I like that. You know, as you're talking about the garden, I can completely relate because I have a huge garden. I also have a hot house, so I have a huge winter garden, too. All right. Um, But as you're talking, I'm thinking about how our cat got caught a gopher the other day <laughs> and, and how happy I was, which is terrible because I have a huge soft spot for animals, but man, I knew that little thing was going to be <laughs> destroying my garden come spring. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how I had the hot house going and something happened with the water because we, we were working on water in the yard and somebody, one of the plumber people turned off the main to the whole lower yard. And so the hot house didn't get any water at all for like a month. Wow. And I went in there um, and, you know, it. W- I've been so busy. I haven't been thinking clearly. And so it, it didn't dawn on me that it was the water. I was like, man, what is getting to these? Why are they not? You mm-hmm. know, it never dawned on me that it was the water. I don't know why. That's the, usually the first thing I check. But, you know, I think these things come up in life that are outside of our control and gophers, you know, yep. somebody shutting off the water main. Facts. So, so how do successful people or people who are going to be those millionaires come back from those setbacks that are outside of their control?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll say the same thing in two different ways to hit most of people's personality types and understanding. It is not arrogant to protect your garden. It is intelligent. It was not arrogant that you guarded your Good harvest or good, potential harvest from the gopher. It, it, that was not arrogant. That was not mean. That was intelligent, right? Like you <laughs>
0: Felt a little mean. When I, was I know. Kind of yeah, I, know in right? death.
1: Yeah. I know. Die, die, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was
0: like, good kitty cat, good cat. <laughs> and you I'm know, not sorry you, for you at all, gopher.
1: I do understand. I do understand, <laughs> right? But you got to protect your garden. Which is the second thing I want to say, which is still, I'm just reinforcing the first thing. And I'm saying the same thing twice. If And I get this from Oprah. She says it's better than anyone else. If you won't account for your energy, I will. This is what successful people do. If you won't admit you're an abuser or you are toxic or whatever that may be, then I will account for that. Now, I'm not going to be mean because that's a bad C, right? What I'm going to do is something called the law of allowing. I'm going to release you to be the master, beautiful master creator that you are. I'm not going to stand in judgment of it. I'm not going to be offended by it. You just got to go do that over there, Antonio, because it can't happen over here. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. a perfect amount of people who are attracting your toxic behavior. They love it. And I don't get to stand in judgment of them wanting it, and I don't get to stand in judgment of you wanting to do it. But in this garden, I've accounted for your energy. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Right? Without being Love offended. Love it. Bye, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I have to do that a lot emotionally in my head sometimes. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's not like I have to do this intense emotional detachment or physical detachment, but I just right. have to just in my mind say that's not mine.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and people shouldn't be living in your head for free, for one. <laughs> you know yeah they're not making you money up there i'm gonna
0: charge people to rent to be <laughs> i know yeah yeah you know oh, that's we, we good that's
1: often good. yeah often we we just got to realize that and this is this is going to be so weird saying this but it's so much facts forgiveness stops the wheel of karma if you and karma you know it's just uh, go in go out man plant up down right the karma it's coming back We have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility to burn off our karmic debt. Love people more than we 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 treat them poorly. And if someone, if Antonio does something bad to Michaela, which should not happen, but if it does, I deserve something coming back to me. There's no doubt about it. The way to stop that is for Michaela to forgive. Now the universe is going to smack me in my face because I violated your free will, I hurt your feelings. But for you, all that poison, it's done. It has nothing to do with your life no more. The best way to stop something that you don't want is to forgive, Latin word, let go, cut off. Just, just let it go. It's not. It has nothing to do with you anymore. You don't have a responsibility to hold on to my guilt. And, and to add to that, and don't live an apology either. Just because you forgave me, don't need, don't mean that every time I walk around you, you need to be in a state of, let me live this apology or something, right? Enjoy your life. Right, be happy. Right. Yeah. Don't let my presence alter your mood every chance you see me.
0: Wow. It, that's so, It's so powerful, but yet so much easier said than done. No doubt. To- I think that even when you're in the car with somebody who starts getting amped up about something, and you're sitting there going, "Man, I'm finding myself getting agitated, yeah. and I don't even know why.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't even
0: have anything to do with this," you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do that. You know, it's same different. If you smile, I smile. You laugh, I laugh. Right? We're just something beautiful about human beings. We're all connected. So you're right. Definitely easier said than done. So I'll say this: all of us can stop any toxic behavior, anything bad happening to us. Now, just boom, stop, just like that. Now the trick is, how the heck you keep that going? That's where the work comes in. It's easy to stop and release something. Now that the work comes in, you're like, oh, you know what? You're subconscious, it happens to you. Subconscious, it pops back up, and all of a sudden, you're thinking about it again. I was, I was falsely arrested in 2015. Here I am about to graduate with my master's. I'm in a $3,000 suit sitting somewhere in the hood. And this guy who looks, we in fairness, Makeda, we look exactly alike. The doppelganger? I, I, yes. I'm just going to have to tell you, <laughs> this guy looked exactly like me. I'm not going to lie. He, he was just bald-headed and I had hair. That's the only
0: difference.
1: <laughs> it, this is the only difference, but he really did look like me. So he shoots some weapons. And I'm in the hood, like the real hood, or the, you know, the hood, hood, where hood people reside, right? I'm in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and they, they, so they arrest me. They, they arrest me because you I look, look like, like you. the guy. I look like the guy, right? So of course, That's like of course, my worst
0: nightmare, like being uh, falsely totally accused right. of something it, and not being able to say anything.
1: So easy for that to happen when, oh. when, you know, it's like, it's, it's a few different Americas, the America I come from, that happens all the time, right? Wow. <laughs> it happens all the time. Absolutely. So yeah, so I, I go to jail and it's felony, whatever it is. Of course, cases is dismissed because lack of evidence and blah, blah, blah. But the point was, here's what happened. I know I'm forgetting, I'm grad this was September. I graduate my master's in December and every time I went to sleep, because it took about eight months for this case to be dismissed because I kept resetting the court date, waiting for me to get in trouble, but I don't get in trouble. Right. That's the past me. I don't get in trouble. You're not going to catch me. Right. I don't do anything. It's a different
0: guy. Yeah. Different,
1: completely different guy. But every time I went to sleep, I would have these dreams of my whole life messed up and all stuff. And here's what's funny. I would wake up defeated, I would be so on top of my game, awake, feeding myself, feeding myself, but my subconscious couldn't tell the difference. And it it, it, filled, it showed me a lot of holes in my positivity because the moment I let my guard down and went to sleep for months, I would wake up with a bad dream about how my life was about to get messed up and it would force me to start my day off like that. And that's something I had to change. So you're absolutely right. It is easier said than done, and we can do all the practice behavior we have, but what's in your subconscious will be in there, and you will have to deal with that.
0: Well, that's funny. That segues perfectly into my next question that I had, which is how do you retrain your subconscious?
1: And I know how. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to
0: give us a sneak peek?
1: Yes, no, I, give you, I give you the full
0: stake right now. All right. It's, all it's right. real
1: simple. I call it one, two, three, because I'm just not fancy with words. Like the name of my one of my main companies just ATS Company. Because Antonio Theodore Smith, right? You're at ATS Company. Let's <laughs> <That's laughs> get lazy sometimes. So I just call this the one two three system, but this is 100 percent facts. Uh, I specialize. I, I'm just addicted to cognitive behavioral therapy. That's why I was so excited to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, if you want to retrain your subconscious, you got to control the story you tell yourself and others. That is pretty much everything you're telling yourself a story and you're telling others that story well that story could be money don't grow on trees all right that's the story you tell yourself and your subconscious is going to live out that story or maybe you tell others mothers don't money don't grow on trees right so for you Michaela, when you told your son accept responsibility for your slow motion that's a wealth story you're telling yourself and others If you would have said, yeah, those refs, okay, that would have been a poverty story you tell yourself and others, right? So you got to control that story you tell yourself and others. Number two, limited beliefs. Limited beliefs is exactly I had to break down five different barriers of making money as a black man in America. Number one, I had to change what my parents taught me about money, even though it took I was only with them for five years. Please believe me. That's long enough to teach me about money. OK, then I had to change what my community, excuse me, what my neighborhood taught me about money because I grew up in extreme poverty. Neighborhood, only white people made money. OK, that is it. That is a Fact that happens where I come from. The if you want to be if you want to make money, be a drug dealer. That's exactly right. That's wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You see Rock, I Rock meet from, right? hard
0: place. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Number three, then my community. Then my communities treated people who looked like me a certain way. If you made money, that means if you made money, you have a responsibility to give all your money away and help the rest of us, right? Oh, then wow. I know, right? Then the then the church. Taught me that if I get money, I'm going to lose my soul, and poverty is holy, right? So, so
0: that's, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> right? so, when I broke past all four of those barriers, then number five, then the nation, America, taught me where I belong in money in itself as someone who looks like me. So, I had to break all those. My point of saying it that is that's just limited beliefs. Number one, control your story, your story, you tell yourself and others two limited beliefs. The third one, this is where most people fall, is fear of consequences and judgments. You see somebody in a nice car, a nice hotel, Michaela takes a first class flight and you go, I wouldn't have did that. And right there, you're killing your abundance because you're supposed to be grateful that Michaela rode first class, paid $13,000 for a plane ticket. You don't be mad that she's doing it. You're grateful that she's doing it. And of course, most of us are stuck by fear. So if you just, just to recap, number one, control the story you tell yourself and others, then monitor your limited beliefs and monitor how you judge, the judgments you have about yourself outwardly or inwardly, and the fear of consequences. You will automatically retrain your subconscious. It's 100% effective. It's just going to take a lot of work. That's for sure
0: let's talk about number three again, the consequences.
1: Yeah. So we have, I know a lot of people in my case, I grew up homeless and I don't have parents. And that's actually a good thing for me, Michaela, because I never had parents put low self-esteem in me. That's why I'm uh, part of the reason my confidence is so high is I've taken a lot of losses, but it was easy for me to take those losses. Cause I didn't have anyone tell me that's tied into my self-worth. So when you're worried about the consequences, I know a lot of people, Who are afraid. I know a lot of women who are afraid to be successful because their mother is going to change their opinion of them because their mom accidentally competes with them and their relationship with their mom is pretty bad. Because the mom didn't achieve their dreams, had a baby, interrupted her life. Now the baby is living her dreams as a 22-year-old millennial little uh, woman, young woman. And now she's afraid to go off and pass college correctly because of the fear of the relationship drama is going to cause with the mom. So she underachieves. I know so many people
0: like that. So the consequences of what success could mean. That's right. Absolutely
1: consequences what's yeah what success could mean or the consequences of how you're going to alienate others a lot of people Mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. don't shine because i think we all subconsciously understand that when i shine i also reflect so when i shine if you stand next to me you get to see your reflection and if you don't like your reflection you're going to do everything you can to dull my shine Mm. so a lot of times we don't do things successful because the consequences of others, the consequences of fear is that, well, now you're not going to like me or you're going to think I'm I'm sadiddy. In fact, let's we can do this in black white and make it make more sense. I know plenty of white people who would love to help black people in the struggle of people of color, but they can't for one or two reasons. For one, black people won't let them be an ally. And for two, their friends would then say, oh, you know, you're supposed to know better. Right. Mm-hmm. This is crazy little culturalistic tribal things that we do that stop us from making the world a better place. So
0: one of the things I was thinking about the whole time that you're talking, even from the beginning, was, um, you know, just the kindness component in general. And I know the Balinese culture is um, really, 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 really powerful in in their you know, their system of kindness and just how they treat others. Mm -hmm. And it it, it is rooted in karmic thought, but still, um, you know, and how often when you're talking about the narrative that we have monitoring our judgments, those sorts of things, how often if we just chose kindness first, um, you know, how much would that change if we just stopped and said, I'm going to be kind to myself with my Mm. narrative. Number two, monitoring your judgments. If we stop and say, you know what? I'm just going to be I'm just going to be kind to that individual, even though they're absolutely taking me off right now or yeah. or that I'm yeah. feeling really fired up. And number three, I'm going to be kind to everybody in my life and speak my truth with grace, regardless yeah. of the consequences. I mean, that's you know, that that would be so powerful if, if we could have that element of kindness. And I think sometimes, you know, you were talking about these kids that are starving and 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 whatnot and raising in the collective consciousness. And it's like a lot of times we get so stuck in our narrative and what's important and those sorts of things that we forget that, you know, Mm. we think, Oh, I, I can't go out and have a hundred dollars steak dinner or, you know, a hundred dollar sushi dinner, but they can. And then it's like, well, what about, what about this entire population of people that's not eating tonight at all? You know, like that kind of awareness, I think is, is, uh, is, is an important piece to what you're describing
1: absolutely and and i used to be so you you described you had a house and a big garden back in the day i would have been mad at you but not mad at you for having it i would have been mad at you for reminding me i can't get it
0: right right and that right. falls into
1: that number three that's that fear of consequences and judgments right yeah. you know i wouldn't have been mad outwardly at you it would have nothing to do with you you just reminded me that i, of can't what get I it. don't that's right it. right that's right. right. And of course we can there's no such thing as like, I can't get it. We can get it, but that's not what, that's not the story I told myself. The story I told myself was if you want to make money, y- you can't be black. <laughs> that's I, I was trying to right. think of some political way to say it, but I couldn't think of that. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah definitely.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me this, how, how, and I put you, but really yeah, how do sure. people go from rock bottom to the top?
1: Move before you're ready. uh, uh, Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Move before you're ready. You're never going to be ready to move off the rock. Never going to be able to move off the bottom. I'm sure you jog a workout. There's never a morning that you said, I am so ready to get out in the cold (laughs) rain and work out, right? It's never, (laughs) you know, we're never ready to move. I'm not even ready to take a shower. I run the water and still say, I don't feel like getting in here because I'm about to burn for the first few seconds, right? I'm not ready to even get in the water. We're not ready to do anything. And that's the difference between successful people and not not successful people. They move before they're ready. Once you move, your brain is hardwired just through carbon-based creature survival instinct to lift. And if you start moving, your brain will then start kicking in endorphins and make sure that you get to survive whatever crap that you're moving into now right it it will do that if you start jogging those knees will loosen up those thighs will stop hurting because your brain will say fine since you want to jog Michaela here's some pain relievers move before you're ready that's what I would tell anybody
0: yeah, that's so true. I, I tend to swing the other direction. I move a little like too fast. <laughs> yeah, because <me too. laughs> but, but that's not what I normally see. You know what I mean? It's, that's, yeah. Mo- I think most people just are waiting for that perfect, like all the stars to line up. You know, yeah. and yeah. um and that's that. You're right. That's never gonna happen. There's never gonna t- become a time where you go, wow, I got all my ducks in a row. Yes.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Anybody I wish who's ever happened.
0: watched ducks in a pond know better than that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> There's absolutely. There's always one doing
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you said that, not, not, not to lengthen your show past what it should be, but when you go out there and work for that perfect day, I, I, I would like all of your audience to know, and all of us to know, that when you move forward, whatever you desire in your life, you're going to call forth the exact opposite of what you desire. You have to. Because when you move left, you automatically create a right. When you move right, you automatically create a left. In my case, or in in many of your cases, especially if you want to change the world like Michaela and myself, that means we're trying to be the light. Now, we're not just trying to carry the light. We're trying to be the light. But we can't be the light around a bunch of light. That's not light, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just not light, right? You you can't be the light and then stand in front of the sun and say, hey, y'all, I'm changing the world. No, you can't do that. So basically Michaela and I every time we decide to change with well, her just starting this podcast you don't even have to tell me I know it cuz I know how the universe works you starting <laughs> this podcast you call forth every darkness against starting this podcast right it's like yeah, you just, you like just that. did it I, It's
0: almost like a like a movie like
1: i've <laughs> yeah yeah you called it forth so uh, just just in 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 conclusion of this thought all of you just know that if you trying to change the world or something, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna be in darkness. No. More powerful and more hurtful than that. You're gonna actually call it to you. You're gonna call the bad relationships. You're gonna call these financial stress. You're gonna cause the sickness. And it's the only way you can experience and enjoy and appreciate the light. You would not enjoy a hot shower if you wasn't dirty. If you keep enjoying your favorite meal in one sitting, at some point you're going to get full and that good food isn't going to taste good anymore. You must have the opposite in order to experience the good that you would like to do.
0: That is so true. So absolutely powerful and so true. And, and I think then people start getting in their mind about those consequences. <laughs> yeah, that's it,
1: that's it. That's it. It takes us right back to that one two three. Oh, that's
0: boy, it. I'll tell you what. Yeah, no. And starting this podcast, you're right. That was something where you know a lot of different things came up. That oh, was like, yeah. oh man, if I didn't have this thing, I wouldn't be dealing with this at all. Yep. Yeah yep
1: i'm sure and 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 it would have been anything you cared about because it's not going to be darkness you don't care about right right
0: you know yeah you didn't have
1: like crack cocaine company you don't have that problem (laughs) you know i don't have that problem that that didn't come at you It would have been you know something you cared about you know your son would have hurt his knee or something it distracted you from the podcast anything that you care about that's where the darkness would have showed up and most people can't handle that
0: so true. So true. Wow. That's so powerful. I just love it. We had such a great conversation. Yeah, I we did. I can't this wait is pretty to good. continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So good. I got to have you on. on
1: my podcast. Did Deanna schedule you on my
0: podcast? Uh, yeah. I think next week. Okay, good. I think next okay, week, good, think good, next week we're just going to continue this conversation. That's it.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Oh, so awesome. Antonio T. Smith Jr., I'm going to put all the links to uh, for Thank people to be able to reach out to you. And uh, learn more about what you've got going on and how they can get involved and, uh, you know, maybe become one of the 100,000 millionaires you're creating.
1: That'll work. I sure appreciate that. Y'all become that because I'm trying to I'm trying to change the world. I need you to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate having you. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.